0: There are reasons to believe in this team, and I mean that. There are also reasons to not believe in this team. I unfortunately also mean that. But one thing that really could have gone wrong has instead gone very, very right. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovačević of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also happen to offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out as well. Penguins versus Predators tonight. It's an 8.08 p.m. Eastern time faceoff in Nashville, Tennessee. And the Penguins will be taking what you would imagine would be a pretty good feeling coming off the weekend. Yeah, the Buffalo loss and how it happened stunk. But for them to respond to rebound, really, as they did the next night at home against a really wound up bunch of Maple Leafs. And I mean that in the offensive attacking sense. That required a lot of energy. That required a lot of discipline. That required a lot of belief in what they're doing. And they ended up winning three to two. And I want to point out something from this game that might have gotten missed just as I think it's been missed almost every time it's occurred. And that's at the end. Between Mike Sullivan and Todd Reardon, depending on how this was worked out, when they needed their strongest possible set of defensemen on the rink, they put both Chris Letang and Eric Carlson on the rink. Think about that for a second. Not the part where, you know, one of them would have to play on the left side. That, that's that been a non-thing for Latang for a, many years, and that's been a non-thing for Carlson, who pretty much lives all over the rink. But they were out there as a tandem, and it was something that made me feel probably the way they felt, which is that this head coach trusts them above anyone else in all situations, and he should. They are too elite defensemen in this league and they have been for quite some time it also reminded me of something else and that goes back to the beginning of training camp when i asked letang how's there going to be room for both of you in this scenario and he said we're very different players letang's game of course has always emanated from the back carlson's has emanated from wherever i asked carlson a similar question that same day. And his response was to just glow about LaTang and the type of player, the specific type of player that he is. And he'd have a similar description of LaTang's abilities that LaTang had. There has been from the very beginning, from the day that LaTang told me he went into the Weight room this was before training camp had even formally opened and saw that Carlson had beat him there and realized uh oh <laughs> I've got competition here in more ways than one there's been a two-way respect admiration between these two and it's been really really cool to see. I don't mean to make more of this than it is. I've covered Mario Lemieux on the same team as Jaromir Jagr. I've covered, obviously, Sidney Crosby on the same team as Yevgeny Malkin. And the dynamics in all of these cases are similar. And that's because their objectives are similar. If you go all the way back to 1990, for those of you who you know really rewind with this franchise... You'll recall that when Yarmer Yager scored a goal against the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup final, where he stick-handled around like four different red sweaters, busted into the slot. Sean McEachern threw a little bit of a pick to help him out, but I'm not getting on that. And he backhands the puck through Ed Belfort. Mario called it the greatest goal I've ever seen, which, of course, it was not. Mario had, even at the time, probably about 20 of them that were better than that. But he wanted to have the great player on the team with him, just as he wanted to have Paul Coffey when he came over in the trade from Edmonton, Tom Barrasso when he came over in the trade with Buffalo, Rick Tockett, when he came over in the trade from Philadelphia, I could go right down the list. Every last one of them was embraced by Mario because he wasn't really the type to worry about his, you know, standing with the team or his standing in the league, but more because he just wanted to win. When I continued talking with Letang that day in camp about the Carlson subject, he said, look, he motioned over, to what at the moment were empty stalls for Sid and Gino. And he said, all three of us want the same thing. All three of us are here trying to win one more cup. That's what we're looking to do. That's what we have always had, all three of us, as our legacy. And he's right. He's right. Think about what they're known for now. They're the longest tenured teammates in the history of professional sports and they've won three championships and they won another. Carlson's never won one. Came close the one year, you might remember that one, was in 2017 when Chris Kunitz sent the Senators back home in the Eastern Conference final after Carlson had pretty much single-handedly willed Ottawa to that stage of those playoffs. He wants one. He wants one. He's a winner. And he's been nothing but that since his arrival. Between Latang and Carlson, you've got two guys who are not only immensely talented, but are also very, very intensely engaged, not just in the games that they're playing, but also with their teammates. And, oh, by the way, with each other. With each other. I can't state strongly enough how much that could mean for this team when we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Tim in referencing yesterday's episode. He asks, DK, the Penguins hiring a power play specialist coach is a good idea, but also... It's not like their power play is completely abysmal. The chances have been there, but there's been some bad luck hitting posts, lots of goalies with horseshoes up their ear ends, etc. And all of that's contributed to the puck not going in. As long as the chances keep coming, the puck's eventually going to find its way into the back of the net, right? You know, Tim, I was there where you are now probably about two weeks ago. But the more this goes on, The longer that this stasis lingers, really, with this power play, where you just don't see a change, you don't see a a jump, you don't see a, oh, here's the answer, the less I'm inclined to think, yeah, just, just keep doing what you're doing. Because the finish, last time I checked, is all that counts on a scoreboard. You can say and be correct that you're... Doing a great job with zone entries. You're solid with the setups. You're getting good looks. Boy, am I tired of hearing that phrase. Getting we got a lot of good looks. I mean, who? It looks. Who wants looks? Shoot it. Nobody's putting your looks up on the board. You got to let it go, and then when you let it go, you got to have one or two somebody's there at the net. I really, if if I hadn't lived. Through the Patrick Hornquist trade and the seismic difference that it made to the entire franchise, to everything that the Penguins were about at that time, I wouldn't buy it. But I did. And so did most of you, I'm guessing. James Neal, they gave up James Neal. He's a 40 goal scorer. How can you do that? Hornquist doesn't score 40 goals. This is ridiculous. The Predators just killed us on this one. Well, no. It was the other way around. Because Hornquist came in and not only contributed not only his own offense, not only his own net front presence, but also just a a visible, tangible presentation on a regular basis of where the goals are. And yeah, he would remind people, as I was sharing with you recently, about all that sort of stuff, but he didn't have to. He was doing it every shift. He was shaming everybody on every shift with just his mere existence. This team needs that in the worst way. And I don't have to wonder if they agree with this or not, because when Mike Sullivan and... Todd Reardon were messing around with their power plays before the game in Buffalo last week. They put Rodim Zahorna in front of the net on the first unit. I mean, they don't think he's Hornquist, but he's a giant dude, and he's got some hands, and he's got a little bit of a sandpaper element to his game. Enough, anyway. They see what's wrong. They see that it's all about the finish. So as long as they're thinking that way, let me put this to you differently, Tim. As long as they're thinking that way, let them think that way. It's good. Okay? It's healthy. Let them let them act upon the power play as if that's what's missing, because it is what's missing. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.